do you feel about playing him? I've really enjoyed it. It's, you know, I've tried to develop a personality that uses a voice that is calming. And just like I said, just the tone of everything that he does is just that one that says everything's fine. You know, just relax. We're going to get through this, but don't worry about it. And you'll see how it goes. And I said he's been a lot of fun. I've liked, I've liked him. Um, and uh, next is Ray. Um, why don't you tell a little bit about your character? Well, I play George, and I'm there with my wife, uh, Harriet. He's a little bit bordering on a curmudgeon. He's, uh, I don't know, I can't tell you what he did, does for a living, but uh, he definitely has issues. He and his wife are always on each other. But that doesn't mean that they're. It's it's that relationship they have. I like the character. It's uh, one of the more fun ones I've played, and uh, because it, I, I'm out of the character from the standpoint, I don't get to play a, a curmudgeon like that very often. Um, I like the guy. He's 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 a curmudgeon, but he's sweet. Yeah, he, he's uh, basically a, he has this facade of being a curmudgeon, but deep down inside, he's a teddy bear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I've always liked characters like that. All bark and no bite. Yeah. Um, and ha- are you enjoying playing him? Oh, yes. Uh, he's, he's a delightful character. Um, I, I will say that I wish there were more of him. Yeah, but that's, I, uh, I know. That, uh, yeah. Um, oh, you were going to say something, That's right? it. That's, that's it. it. Okay. Um, and Michelle, why don't you talk about your character? Well, Harriet, I feel like I'm almost, like like he was saying, I'm the wife of George. Um, one thing I think George kind of pokes at her a lot through the play, so it kind of makes her, you know, grumpy and uh, and she's reacting to all the stuff he does. But deep down, you know, she's they've been together a long time. They love each other, and um, but yeah, she's she's more reacting to him than you know, anything else. And how do you feel about her? Um, she's a fun character as well. Um, she, uh, she, yeah, she's pretty fun. I haven't played any characters like that before either, so it's nice to have a change. I think that's one of the fun things about doing radio theater is you get to play all different kinds of characters. Uh-huh. Definitely. Um, okay... Okay, Hugh, your turn. Thank you, Sherry. Well, I'm playing Richard, and Richard is a is a young guy. He's kind of dynamic, except that he's really, really worried about what people think about him. He's worried about what people are going to think about what he does. He's worried about what people are going to think about how he's perceived, and it really kind of holds him back in life. Yeah, that's one of the problems with worry. Um, and we all do it. So I, I, it, it's very understandable and relatable. How do you feel about playing him? Well, you know, I, I really I am uh, liking playing the character because he's able to, through the, through the play, and the, and the listeners will, will see that, he's able to come through that and be a better person because of it. And, and so um, I'm enjoying that. I like that turnaround that, 
he's able to do that. He's actually able to grow and hopefully become a better boyfriend or uh, future husband to his to his girlfriend Elise. So that that's what I'm hopeful for him. If there's a if there's ever a part two to this, and so I'm enjoying that he's able to grow uh, through the play. That's a great idea. That's great. Yeah. And no, I haven't thought of one. That part two. <laughs> Um, thank you, Hugh. Um, and Janae, your turn. Okay. Um, I play Elise. Uh, she is a young woman in a relationship with an older man. She's curious. She's, I guess the rest kind of leave up to, uh, to the play, so don't give away um, what's going on in her head. Yeah, don't give away plot. Mm-hmm. Talk about character. <laughs> but I definitely like her. Cool. She's fun. And um, have how have, have what kind of relationship have you uh, created with her? My relationship with her? Yeah. How do you feel about her? Oh, I love I I love her. She's she's fun. She's like I said. She's got a curiosity to her, and she's not afraid to uh, pursue that curiosity. And she's, like I said, don't want to give away what's going on, so uh, it's kind of hard to really say everything about her. I know. It's always hard with this. But that's fine. You're good. Um, Okay. Um, Mo, your turn. Well, I am the, uh, I'm the narrator, so I, I feel like I set the scene and set the pace in the beginning, so, um... I get uh, to allow the audience inside and help them to create the scenes within their own imagination. That's exactly right. Um, is this this is the first time you were a narrator, isn't it? Yes. Do you are, do you like it? Oh, I love it. I love telling stories. <laughs> um, it's kind of different, though, isn't it? It's like you're setting you set things up. But you're still part of the scene, you know. It's it's interesting. I think that the narrator uh, they also set the affect uh, for for the listener, mm-hmm. and uh, if there's um, joy, sadness, anger, hope, any of those particular emotions that need to be conveyed for a scene, I think it's the narrator's job to, you know, help set that up. Uh, by not only the words that are used, but how uh, how the narrator uses their voice and their inflection on the words. Yep, that's true. And are you enjoy doing it? Oh, I love it. Like I said, I like telling stories. <laughs> that's good. Thank you. Uh, okay, Paul, your turn. Your newest actor. Welcome to the rep. Are you enjoying it, the rep first before you start talking about your character? Well, thank you for for letting me be a part of this. It's been fun to be a voice, and I've been acting for a while, but this is my first radio play, so I've I've enjoyed the the process. I am uh, the conductor. Um, Oh, this is the setting for this event is on a train, and um, I'd like to, in my mind, I've sort of gotten to know the train. Um, as a part of my role, um, the setting that's behind all of this. But uh, when I was thinking about how 
he is. He's mostly a functionary, and he is a support for uh, Harry and Karis, and I think that he provides for them the tools that they need to provide their job. And when I got to thinking about it, it, it made me think of a romantic, uh, romanticized uh, setting that was New England kind of thing to me. That there was something um, uh, rustic about him, as well as the, the the location that this was all happening in, and it kind of influenced my own choices as an actor. Um, and uh, are you enjoying playing the character? Yeah, um, it, it, it's been fun to uh, sort of ride along with everybody else as they go through this, and then kind of get to have the final say a little bit my own little way so when you imagine yourself uh, do you mean are you like in your little conductor's outfit and uh with the little cap and <laughs> for sure that's good that's good i mean i i that's how i do it i imagine myself in the character while i'm playing it um okay so i guess i have to talk about myself i am playing karis and she is a guide like Harry. Uh, she kind of comes in late into the scene, and she is very sweet and very friendly, um, but there's something different about her. And I am really enjoying playing it. I wrote it for myself. Um, not the characterization of the character, but I wanted to play part, and I, wanted, I didn't want it to be a big part. So I, I, I kind of said, I want to play this character as I was writing it. So I am. Um, <laughs> I hope you guys don't mind. <laughs> no. I don't do that very much. I don't it's put your myself script. Out. Yeah, it is my script. It's my baby. I wrote it. <sighs> so, yeah, I took a part. <laughs> um, okay, my next question is, now this uh, is a sort of a metaphysical fantasy and there's a bit of an allegory in it. Do you guys feel that? Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, definitely. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, right. definitely yeah, it has allegorical feel to it. Um, and do you think it relates to the world as it is right now? I mean, it's about relationships in general. Yes. yes, because relationships between people are something that happen all the time. Right. So that 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 part's kind of timeless. Yeah. Although that's, what's going on in some of the attitudes are definitely something a little more modern. Yeah, that's the whole point. Um, is that people are people; they never change. We uh, 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 socially we don't change, but you know we get all the wonderful um, uh, things that uh, are created by science, by uh, industry, and all that stuff. We got all the different advances. That doesn't really affect socially how people are. People have been the same since people have been on the earth. I really don't think socially we've changed very much. <laughs> no. Um, anybody want to? Anybody else have an opinion, or what do you think? 
Well, I think I think you were when you say metaphysical. Um, I think that's one of those timeless questions that you know when we ask is what is the importance. This I think you're trying to answer that eternal question about what does what is the role of love in our lives and why is it important and how does it translate into a much bigger question. That's right. Thank you, Paul. <laughs> and that love does not look one particular way. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Definitely. And it doesn't fit any categories, and it doesn't fit any little circle or square. That's very important, not just for the play, just in life, that people shouldn't try to stuff people who love each other into what they want them to be like. Um, the next question is, now, the play is, as I said, it's a pretty much a, a fantasy. It's a, it's based on um, an old movie, and um, it's also a, um, a, a character from, um, from, it's an ancient character, well, not ancient, middle, Middle Ages character. Do you think that the character, the Middle Ages character, and also there's an ancient character in it too. Do you think they translate into modern times? Did people will people understand it? I wanted to say yes, because while the character for me is ancient, it's also timeless. Mhm. Yeah. Yeah. They're 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 immortal. The two characters that I'm talking about. I don't want to give out anything because, like everybody else, I don't want to give away the plot. But the characters are not—they're not easy to define. They're—they're they're special. A, a good character is timeless. That's true. I mean, it doesn't—it it, it doesn't matter what kind of a character. I mean, Sherlock Holmes is timeless. Right. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, I think that they have that they have a very. Um, I think that with both of those characters uh, in particular, they see, uh, they see and they understand to the best that they can their own, you know, uh, the human condition. And when we humans think that we are so individualistic and nobody could even possibly understand what we're going through and all of the all of the stories that 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 we have in our lives that these two have heard it all seen it all and it's all pretty much the same yeah that's true that's very true and it's funny because people are like that people think that no one else has ever gone through what you've gone through and no one understands because uh-huh. you can't possibly feel any of the emotions I'm feeling it, it's it's weird it's the dynamic and it's in all all theater all uh all art uh um and 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 books and stories that um one of the problems is all the different ways we have to communicate whether whatever kind of way it is we still can't communicate to each other really <laughs> especially when it's about feelings very, very true. 
Well, the, the nature of characters is, I mean, when you talk about timeless, I mean, those things evolve over time to meet the needs of the society that they're, they're interacting with. Um, I had a friend who once said that he believed that all of the Batman villains were based on old Indian gods, so like Joker is the trickster spirit. Um, but I think as humans change their perceptions of the world, these characters take on new lives and help us better understand the timeless nature of our connection to the past. Of course, that could just be the history teacher and me talking. No, it makes sense. Uh-huh. Yeah. And it, it, it's interesting because, uh, you know, if you think about characters that go forever, it, it, they're not, some of them aren't even, like, you know, they're not, they don't have to be superheroes or something that, like, um, like Elizabeth and, and Darcy from Pride and Prejudice, they're just people. They're normal people that have a really hard time communicating. Um, really hard time communicating. Um, you know, the, the misunderstandings and, you know, that was a long time, that was Regency period. And, and we haven't changed since uh, Elizabeth and Darcy uh-huh. did, just couldn't understand each other. <laughs> it's weird, but it's true. I, that's why people still relate. Uh-huh. I think that's why people still relate to Jane Austen. Uh huh. Um, does anybody have any opinion about that? Well, we are we are all looking for for archetypes. And so the characters, the characters, all of them, even our two timeless characters, uh, they are all archetypes uh, that that we long, you know, either long to be like, or we want to rise above, or we want to follow. And so uh, I think with with any story, you know, you're talking about Jane Austen. Uh, that that's what she does. She creates these archetypes and. Uh, any any storyteller does, and so the listener, uh, the audience, uh, they will gravitate towards one because perhaps that's exactly where they are, and the story in itself also helps the listener and the audience along their journey. That's true. I mean, part of the problem is is that. People misinterpret people's reactions, whether it's voice or face or um, hand motions or something like that. They will see it differently than the person doing it. And you, and especially since humans, we create in our minds a first impression within seconds of meeting someone. Don't really give them a chance. Um, that it's not shocking that people think, oh, he's a snob because he he thinks he's better than us, when actually he's just shy and he doesn't really awkward and he doesn't really know what to say. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I mean, that, I, I always thought Darcy was shy. I never thought he was the snob. So, that's the, I mean, and I think that translates not that relationship but the not communication between some of the characters 
with each other. What do you guys think? Anyone? about what is happening. <laughs> Somebody has to have an opinion about that. Because <laughs> that's normal characters. Yeah. Anybody have an opinion? But you're talking about like you know you were you, you were using Darcy saying that you know some people see Darcy as a snob instead of uh, and you see Darcy as shy. Uh, the one thing that we have to look at with characters like uh, you know for instance within these characters is not just their motivation of where they are right now, but um, can we look past what we're hearing? Can we look past how they're emoting? Can we see? Or can we experience the fear that they have and realize that we have the same fears? We have fear of being alone and being judged and, uh, you know, being unlovable. And what we don't realize is that our own fear stops us from Mm -hmm. truly experiencing uh, life in all of its grandest glory. That's true. That's excellently put, Mo. (laughs) <laughs> thank you, thank you so very much. <laughs> um, so now the play will be probably in six weeks or so. I'm just to give time for editing and everything. Um, how do you feel about the production? Are you guys happy? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. 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 Yeah, definitely there. That's a great play. Very happy. Yeah. A lot of fun. Mm-hmm. And um, if, I don't know, I've done, I said I wasn't going to do another part, and I did another part. Tw- I've done other parts twice to different shows. So if I do another part, would you be willing to come back? Yeah. Yes. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, does uh, we're coming to the end. Does anybody want to say anything in closing about Sherry's Playhouse or the parts or anything? Well, I'd like to say something. I've been just enjoyed the variety of the opportunities that have been here. Be- just for you know, like for the person who's really getting into this to really go out and spread your wings a little bit and see the different options and then you get to work with some of these people who have been doing this for a while Hmm. really the opportunity to learn from them as you gain this experience so it's been a fantastic time for me thank you Jay yeah Yeah, I I love about doing the radio plays is that you're playing characters that you wouldn't necessarily be casted on stage because maybe you don't look the part or you know the typecasting type thing. So it's really nice to be able to play all these different kinds of characters and not normally be able to. It's my favorite part, exactly. (laughs) When you get to be my age, playing somebody younger than yourself is uh, is always a positive point. And you've played very young. (laughs) you played very young a couple of times, right? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. I've also enjoyed the range of characters that I've uh, got to play in uh, in these plays, um, and the different uh, you know 
narrator in the last one, um, supporting characters, uh, sound effects, <laughs> and uh, and lead characters. You played leads, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Our very own Foley artist. <laughs> you know, you know to go deep here, this this has really allowed me to uh, just to be a part of this and. Uh, and the other two, it's really allowed me to heal some uh, very old, very painful wounds. Uh, so for that, I would have to say thank you for for doing this uh, and for giving those of us who were told we would never have a chance the opportunity to and to realize that we are pretty pretty darn good at it. Mm-hmm. You're welcome. And, yes, that's one of the reasons I... I, it's, it's it's to give people, both writers, playwrights, and actors, and people to direct, and all the different things. I, I, I was, I had an epiphany when I won a contest for a very, very short play, which I, I actually translated into one of my radio plays later, much later. Um, but... I I actually uh, was uh, the, what you win as a finalist is to see your play performed by professionals, and it really touched me to see these actors that were professional stage actors doing my play, and I thought, you know, I really want to do something like it, and I had been doing chatting with Sherry for a couple of years. And I went to someone that I know and he's my friend and I trust. He's a he's a um writer, a screenwriter. And I said, um, this is what happened. I want to do like old fashioned radio plays with original scripts and um do it like once a month or once every other month or whatever I can do, what do you think? And as usual, his answer was, well, go for it. <laughs> he said he thought it was a great idea. And that's that's how Sherry's Playhouse came about. I mean, that was the concept. So, yeah, you got it right on, Mo. <laughs> but it's 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 something that was very important to me. I wanted to share it. And um, not only the acting part, but the writing part, you know, giving people, uh, I've had people who've never written plays before write plays. I have had people who are novel writers write plays. I've had professional playwrights write plays, all different kinds of people. And um, we've had some amazing scripts because of that. Um, So... I hope it I hope it really is something that's it touches anybody who's part of the rep. Rep is a repertory company. I'm sorry, I shouldn't keep saying rep. Um uh, I I was a part of a repertory company when I was young and that was another thing is the family group dynamic of a repertory company. I wanted to do that too. So I hope you guys feel that too. The repertory company yeah. part. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. With, I, with I, this, I, I you're usually, able to uh, work. I, 
Okay, Ray first. He started, I, and I then Janae. I describe us to people as a uh, community theater, but we're spread across the world, literally. Right. Yeah. Because uh, we've had people uh, all across the world on some of the plays, sometimes at the same, um, sometimes at the same time. Um, well, the the last show, for instance, uh, there were people in the West Coast. There were people in Central time zone. There were people on the East Coast, and then we had one that was in London, England. I so, had, yeah. We've actually had shows, that was rehearsal. I've actually had shows where people were in England while we were broadcasting. Right. But th those, those, uh, that opportunity, and we reach a world audience. We reach a world audience. International, yep. All over the world. Crazy places and that you would never ever think that people would be listening, like uh, like um, Quatar and yeah, well, <laughs> you know places like that. that like okay. <laughs> when I was much younger, I had the visions of being a performer and doing shows that people from all over the world would see and as I got older I started going okay this is not going to happen this is not going to happen and Sherry when I started doing this I'm going I'm suddenly realizing a dream I've had all my life mm -hmm. yep. and it, it's it's been wonderful you're an international radio star Ray yeah <laughs> Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's like the old-fashioned time when radio, there was no television, there was this radio before movies were, when they were still the flicks, and radio was the king, you know? That's uh -huh. the kind of thing I wanted, and I, 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 I hope I've at least teased a teeny bit of that. <laughs> well, and being able to uh, work with, this wonderful bunch of people. Not every show, but is is such a benefit. So, guys, love y'all. Love y'all. We love work you too. Anytime. Right? Work anytime with you anywhere. Right back at you, Ray. Yep. E e even we if love we were you too. even if we were on the same stage. <laughs> that would be something. Yeah. Uh, wouldn't it be cool if we could do one of our plays on stage one day? Wouldn't that be cool? Oh, yeah. That would be yeah. cool. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Maybe someday. Uh, why don't I see it just imagine that would be the old-time radio microphones, too? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I even have them designed. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, I love those old the square mics. They were so cool. Yeah. Seeing um, back in the day, they used to do a movie re. They would redo a movie as a radio show. So um, different ones like um, oh, I forgot the name of it. It was Natalie Wood, Monty Woolley. Thanksgiving Miracle Thirty Fourth Street. That's one. Yeah. Of, I actually have that. Um, everybody, uh, Marino Harrow's in it. 
that everybody was in the um, in the movie was in the radio play of well, the movie, and that's what they used to do before there was uh, television. <laughs> Isn't that cool? See, I listen to those kind of radio shows all the time, and it's it's very unusual to have the entire cast. I've, I've usually heard it where they've had one or two, maybe uh-huh. three or four of the actual cast show up, but to get the entire cast to redo it, that was an incredible stunt. Yeah, they did that. Um, they they did it because they they it was I don't know if everybody like I don't know if the kid who played the other Santa and the doctor I think there were other people playing those parts but the major characters all of them were the original um and they and they did it at Macy's on Thanksgiving um I think it was before the parade or after the parade one of those times yeah isn't that cool it is it is um yeah, I, I I got a tape of that. Very interesting. But um yeah, I would love to do that. Go on stage and have the mics and and do a a radio play. Uh-huh. I don't know if people would actually get it, but it would be fun. Well, it it there there are several shows out there that are written like that. Uh, uh It's a Wonderful Life has got uh, a, a script that was written for uh, was written for the stage. Yeah, me and Ray actually it, did that together. But it was done as a uh, radio play. Hitchhiker's um, Guide to the Galaxy was originally a BBC radio play, uh-huh. then became the books. Then became the show, the BBC show, and then mm-hmm. became the movies and the, and the other ones that have come out. Yeah. But that started as a radio play before they were mm-hmm. even novels. I think it's really interesting because um, the mousetrap started as a short story, and then she adapted it as a birthday present for I think it was Queen Mary, um, and then it became the play from the radio play, and longest running play on the West End. <laughs> Um, a lot of plays were, um, and another interesting story about radio play and play was, um, I don't know if you guys are familiar with it, but Busman's Honeymoon, it's by Dorothy L. Sayers, um, that started as a play, it was a play first, and, um, she wrote, um, Gaudy Night at the same time as she was writing Busman's Honeymoon. And because she didn't, in the books, she hadn't gotten them engaged. And here she was writing a play about their honeymoon. So she was like crazily writing Gaudy Night so the publication would come out before Busman's Honeymoon so people would understand (laughs) that they were engaged. (laughs) And then it became a book, and then it became a radio play. I mean, made a big splash. But I never forgot hearing about that, that she was writing Gaudy Night crazily so she could get it done before the radio play, I mean the radio, the play, the theater play was going to go on. Because all these people go, wait, they're not even engaged. She keeps turning them down. Why are they getting, why are they having their honeymoon? 
funny. <laughs> but I, I, it, it, the route of things are is so interesting. But I'm, I'm really glad you guys enjoy Sherry's Playhouse. I really appreciate that. Um, we've come to yep. the end. I want to thank you all for being on the show. Thank you very much. Thank you for having us. Yeah, thank you for having enjoyed it all. Great, yeah. It's been a pleasure. Thanks. Thank you, and thank you for chatting with Sherry. Thank you for listening to the cast interview. As you know, we are having a patron drive, and for the people who are on patron, if you go up one level, you will be entered into going to the cast party for this cast. And if you're new to Patron, and you will also be entered, whatever level you pick, uh, you will be entered from $1 to $50. doesn't matter. Um, so if you uh, do this, you will get to go to the cast party. But if you listen to the play, The Man Within the Clouds, that is following, there's a special prize that you will be up for. Only one person or one couple will win it, but it's really cool. And it's got to do with this cast, and it's got to do with something special. So come on, everybody. Join my patron, because you're not going to want to miss out on it. Thank you again for listening to Chatting with Sherry and for supporting my Sherry's Playhouse. I um, can't believe that it's been so... It's almost eight years. Can you believe it? I can't. But, um, but it's a special thing to my heart. It's a special thing to our acting troupe's heart. And it also... Um, the writers, uh, some are playwrights, some are um, novelists, that I basically said, come on, give it a shot. And they did. So um, this one, this story is mine, but uh, we always have more of the people that are new. We have a lot of new playwrights that come on to do plays for Sherry's Playhouse. And we have a lot of people who repeat because they find, oh my God, I really love writing plays. So just for story content it's worth listening to our plays um also we have really great uh, repertory of actors they're all wonderful they're diverse they have played every kind of part you can possibly think of so it's really a great group of people and i'd like you to be part of it so please join if you can thank you and thank you for chatting with sherry